Thank you for listening to the Move the Stairs podcast. I'm Diane Mulligan with my colleagues Sarah Beatty and Jordan Sherman. And you may be wondering, what does Move the Stairs mean? It's our philosophy, how we look at every challenge as an opportunity. When you move the stairs, you take the steps other people might not. Creating customer loyalty, nurturing great relationships with the media, and building a resilient CBD hemp and medical marijuana brand. Over the next 20 minutes or so, we'll talk with the brightest minds, the savviest business leaders and reporters in the CBD, hemp, and medical marijuana space. You'll learn how Brand Protection PR can help your CBD, hemp, or medical marijuana business stand head and shoulders above your competitors. And you'll be on your way to making the most of any challenge. That's what we call Move the Stairs. Let's get started. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to Move the Stairs. We are recording on Wednesday, June 15th, and we are so happy you're joining us for today's exciting conversation. And I'm so excited to say that today we get to talk to Matt Walsh, CEO of Splish Naturals, say that three times fast, about how he is using, get this, Pickleball and the Grammys to build brand protection. I, he's he's so innovative, and I'm so excited about this conversation. It's going to be great. We're going to talk to him about how adding a new sports vertical to Splish is boosting his customer loyalty. Well, and then we're going to talk to Matt about how he is really effectively using trade press to build his brand protection. And finally, we're going to hear from Matt on how he was able to get his products into the Grammy bags and his thoughts on strategic partnerships um, to build this to build the Splish brand. We're gonna have problems with Splish, Sarah. I can tell, but it's okay. We're just gonna. It's just so fun to say. But sometimes it comes up a little crazy. <laughs> it's so not even Friday, and we're already a little loopy. Let's All right, bring that so in. Let's bring him in, Matt. Thank you for joining us today. We appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. And all I can really say is you won't ever forget our name, Splish. Splish. You know what? It sounds like it sounds like fun, like summer fun. Splish. Yeah, we get we've had more people approach us with we love the name. It's easy to remember. Um, It has a ring of fun to it. Um, So, you know, it's all the things we're happy to hear. Tell us how you got started with Splish Naturals. <laughs> See? <laughs> Splish Naturals. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell Splish us. Naturals. Uh, you know, I had I had been in the um I, I you know my you know to back step just a little bit. I, I spent almost 23 years in Wall Street as a floor trader in Chicago. Uh, ran my own day trading business. Um, got out of that shortly after 2000. Sold my company. Developed software. Uh, for the institutional traders in in the world, sold that as well. Um, and so my wife and I were thinking about what should we do? And we ended up getting into the spa industry. It's something that we'd never, never ran the business, but we go to spas all the time. And we thought, you know, there was a need for where we were living at the time, which was Keystone, Colorado, which is, you know, one of the top ski resorts in the country. Uh, so we ran, we ran that business incredibly successfully. Fast forward now, um, I had taken over area directorship of um, spa and recreation tennis for um, Vail Resorts and Rock Resorts, moved on, got recruited by the Ritz-Carlton in Half Moon Bay, California, just outside of San Francisco. 
and at that time was doing two things, obviously running the business for Ritz Carlton successfully, but I was also mulling a book that I was going to write called Weed What? And it was really a, a layman's way, you know, book about how to invest in this new phenomenon, you know, marijuana stocks. And throughout my research, I kept coming across uh, CBD, CBD companies and companies that were manufacturing and extracting CBD. So, of course, that led me to say, okay, what's what's this all about? Um, and, you know, while I was still with Ritz-Carlton, decided to dabble a little bit. Is is it, does it work? Is this a magic cure-all? Is it, uh, how effective did I believe it was? And I found it to be relatively effective, you know? So, of course, that took my curiosity um, to start investigating, well, what if taking all my experience in the spa industry and knowing what therapists need to, to do their job, knowing what a spa director, the decision, you know, what do they need to make a decision to determine what products they'll sell? And if it has to go up to the GM or the hotel, can a product that I create make money for the business? Um, Fast forward a little bit again, I moved back to Colorado, um, kind of went to California for three years, did what I accomplished, and then came back and really focused on this new business that I was forming. Formed Splish originally in September of 18, officially, and we spent 14 months developing product. Now, with all the extensive number of therapists and estheticians and cosmetologists that I've, I know and have worked with, I, I had a great test group by which to send, you know, samples out all around the country to say okay give me your give me your god's honest opinion is this working for you and probably the biggest feedback i received because we initially launched our company with a full spectrum cbd uh, the feedback i got was you know what we really can't be using a full spectrum cbd which you know that's fine you know there's a lot of therapists who are you know they're using a cbd product every single day and the fear was that what if I test positive? What if what if it prevents me from getting another job where they drug test you before they even talk to you? Or what if you work for a self-insured company that if you trip in the parking lot and fat, get a fat lip before they'll even look at your lip, they're gonna drug test you. And if you test positive for THC, you're terminated immediately. So it was it was good because at the same time, we were also test driving our products with athletes amateur and professional athletes. And of course, we learned immediately that full spectrum is not going to work. Um, and, and you know, for some of the purists in the industry, we got pushback saying, well, you know, if you don't have full plant extract, your product's not going to be worthy of any, you know, it's not going to work. To which um, now fast forward four years later, we proved everybody wrong. Um, you know, we use isolate and broad spectrum in all our products. Um, but our products aren't just solely predicated on the one single ingredient. Um, you know, we, we have developed a line of products where yes, CBD is one of the ingredients, but it's not our, it's not one of our primary focuses. You know, if you go back thousands of years, therapeutic grade essential oils have been used, you know, globally with a high degree of success to which people are still using essential oils with a high degree of success. And so we were able to take our level of expertise working with essential oils, combine them strategically so that they paired well together. 
Um, re in, uh, we would then add terpenes back into our, our, our products, you know, so not the cannabis terpenes, but from their natural source, pine and mango and basil and thyme, et cetera, um, which have a high degree of health benefits and benefits to the human body. And so effectively we have produced without any THC or any measurable amount of THC, a highly effective product that anybody that uses it, whether you're in professional sports or you're a young adult, or, you know, we have people, you know, we have kids that use our products, obviously with the permission of their parents um, and, you know, have never had any issues. People love it. They do smell nice, but most importantly, it's like anything else. Why you wouldn't buy a shampoo if it didn't wash your hair, if it didn't clean your hair. Um, so any product that anybody buys, whether it's a skincare or a hair care or a CBD product, it needs to be effective. Um, and we find based on all the feedback that we receive, you know, from, you know, dozens, if not hundreds and hundreds of users, um, people love our products. And I love that you explained kind of the process you went through. I want to get into building customer loyalty because that's always the first pillar of brand protection PR. And, and research tells us that that loyalty is very difficult to build and that there's not a tremendous amount of loyalty out there. One of the things that you did that I found that was so interesting is that you rebranded from a CBD brand to a wellness brand. Tell us a little bit about why you did that. So, you know, when, uh, like I said, we started this company in September of 18, we spent 14 months developing product, finally came up with the final product that we were going to um, produce and sell. We signed up our first customer in November of 19. Um, things were exciting. We were adding three to four or five customers a month and then COVID came along. Um, we were strictly B2B. Our customer base were spas, 100% of the spas in the country closed down. So therefore 100% of our business went to zero. Um, you know, it's like, you know, you scratch your head and you go, hmm, okay, what next? And we didn't panic. We decided, you know what, this is a great opportunity for us, actually, um, because one, we didn't have a huge level of overhead that some, some companies in the same space had because they'd been around longer, had brick and mortar locations, uh, large staffing. So we, you know, we brought the team together and we, you know, kind of said, okay, what, what's next? What should we do? Um, and we really made the conscientious decision to get away from promoting ourselves as a CBD company and really focus on, on wellness, um, changing the name from Splish CBD to Splish Naturals to more reflect our ingredients, our approach towards marketing, um, and, and give, and, and really kind of playing on, on, on truly wellness. I mean, I think that uh, we as a society globally have really been pushing hard towards all natural, safe, effective wellness products, whether it's makeup, shampoo, toothpaste, soap, food you buy. Um, you know, I laugh because when my parents were growing up, all food was organic. Okay, and now we buy organic food, okay, that has to be specially grown. But anyway, so it was really our goal was to sort of elevate ourselves and separate ourselves from everybody else. You know, if you look at the CBD industry today, you know, it's, 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 it's growing. Um, it slowed down a bit due to COVID as everybody else did. 
but there's a high degree of promise for for this ingredient. There's a high speculation that the growth is going to be significant, almost logarithmic. I almost look at the CBD industry today to what day trading was to kind of, you know, dig deep into my uh, history where, you know, in the late 1990s, when the dot-com boom was occurring, you know, everybody and their mother was was jumping ship from their day jobs to day trade. And sadly enough, probably almost 100% of those people that gave up their teaching or their banking or their dental or whatever occupation they had to day trade to make that fast money failed. And, and I think right now, CBD, you know, it's, 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 it's a hot topic. You talk to spas, it's one of the number one requests, you know, do you have a CBD service? And I think what's happening is you're getting a lot of people coming in saying, okay, we're going to come in, we're going to do CBD. The cost of the, the raw materials has dropped significantly over the last four years. Um, but the reality is most people don't know what they're doing. And I fear you know, that we're going to see a, almost the same type of scenario as day traders where people are going to put money into it, think they've got a product, think that it's they're, they're going to have the, um, the, the ability to sell it. Um, and it's challenging, even with an established company like ours, who's been in the spa industry, it's not a cakewalk. You have to work hard at everything you do. Just because you say I was a spa director at the Ritz-Carlton doesn't mean that you know, spa directors are going to go, Ooh, he was a spa director. No, it takes a heck of a lot more than that. I mean, that doesn't hurt because I can speak their language and I know exactly what they need and what they're looking for. And I can sit down with any of their therapists and have a, a meaningful conversation about our ingredients, the effectiveness and how to use the product. But at the same time, you know, somebody that's putting together a CBD product in their kitchen sink, um, you know, it's, it's, there's no straight lines. Let's just put it that way. Right. And you've started, as you've talked about, in the spa space, and then you've added these sports wellness products. Mm -hmm. How are you, um, how do you see developing that customer loyalty in both of those verticals? How's that going for you? So it's actually going well. A couple things, you know, so if you look at the two verticals and you look at them separately, you know, First of all, in the spa vertical, you need a product that therapists are going to use, trust, and believe in. If they don't, it's not going to be used, and you're not going to have a very long shelf life at that or at that spa. Your product also needs to make money. You know, if a spa cannot generate a return on their investment, then it doesn't matter really how much a therapist might like your products if it's not generating bottom line. Uh, you know, revenue to, you know, bringing revenue to the bottom line, then, you know, it's not going to, it, you're, you're not going to live there long. Um, so our products, you know, one have ingredients that are, have been thoroughly tested by therapists all over the country. Um, there's not an ingredient in our product that a therapist doesn't understand, know, has used before. And we have, you know, we, our goal is to be able to provide spas up to 10 to one ROI. So for every dollar you spend, you should be able to generate close to $10 in enhancement revenue. Um, we're not talking the retail sales, but we're talking, you know, enhancing a service with one of our products. And of course, granted, you know, there's some variables that, that come into play, um, uh, you know, being able to, you know, how you price it, your service based on your geographical location. We've had spas 
price and enhancement as low as 25 and as high as 70. Obviously, the ROI goes significantly higher when you're selling, when you're able to collect more dollars on a service. And then obviously uh, measuring out the usage of the product. You know, if you've got a zealot that decides it's better to eat more is better and they take a handful, then of course you're going to dig in. But spas, we help spas with that. We give them the tools to measure out the product. So, so from the vertical in spa, you know, it's all about trust, you know, and, and if the therapists don't trust it, forget it, game over. However, our products were developed solely so that therapists would trust it, use it and believe in it. Um, and if that, if they do, I can assure you the guest on the table is also going to have an amazing experience. And the feedback we get all the time is exactly that. The guests love it. Their skin feels better. They feel better. Their aches and pains have diminished. Um, so then we shift to Sportline. Sportline has been in our, our back of our minds since we formed the company that, you know, and in part because um, everybody that's involved with this organization, you know, I'm the founder, but I've surrounded myself with amazing individuals from professional athletes to massage therapists to chiropractors, physical therapists, um, and the like. And, you know, I just know from my own active lifestyle, you know, after, you know, doing a 15 mile hike, yeah, I got some aches and pains, you know, my joints hurt. And, and so the sport line, okay, maybe it was a little bit self-serving. However, you know, after experiencing a complete shutdown with spas um, and our spa vertical, you know, this opened this opened up widely the opportunity to dive into sports. And although there were other companies in our space that, you know, claim to be sports, um, yeah, they probably had a product that they might have flagged as a sport line. Um, we researched our line with professional rugby players, professional football players, rock climbers, skiers, snowboarders, uh, long distance bikers, long distance runners, and and started developing our product, our sport line, which we ended up launching last uh, last August. So a little over, not quite a year ago. And it's uh, we love this product line, one, because it opens up diversity from a business standpoint, a customer standpoint. Spas can absolutely bring it in because most of your large spas also have a fitness center and maybe they have tennis courts or pickleball courts mm -hmm. or, you know, and so it pairs extremely well with the spa vertical, but it stands alone. It can easily stand alone either with individuals that are purchasing the products for themselves um, at events that we support, or as we begin to grow the sport line, hopefully into more sporting retail outlets where it's highly appropriate. It fits in perfectly because we, we we're we're focused on any any sort of sports that that are available or, you know that are out there so it's a super exciting line it's growing we just added actually a brand new product that we launched during the gopro games last weekend and um you know it's uh, it, it's an exciting line so you know two separate lines but they actually meld together extremely well but both of them stand on their own two feet very confidently you know, Matt, I love that was kind of a COVID for you was kind of a move the stairs moment where you had to look at what you had and, and make the most of it. And you certainly did. Yeah. I'm also interested in how you look at the use of influencers. So Molly Bloom, I know, who is um, the celebrity and the, the topic of 
um, a, a major motion picture. She was the woman who had that huge poker game. She's mm -hmm. a celebrity who, um, who puts on Instagram how much she loves your brand. And mm -hmm. she's unpaid. She does this on her own, which is fabulous. And then you have paid brand ambassadors. When you're talking about customer loyalty and, and how you're really getting your customer to trust you, and you've used that word so many times, I think it's so important. Do you find that one has more impact than the other on building that customer loyalty and trust? Um, I do. You know, first of all, Molly's a friend. I've been friends with the family. Or her, her mother is one of my closest friends. I've known Molly for many, many years. She was probably one of the first individuals long before a movie was made, before she was playing poker or, or hosting poker games. Um, she was using our products. And um, if you know, and if you, you've read the book, you've seen the movie, you know, she suffers scoliosis, which is, you know, can be debilitating and certainly makes mogul skiing a bit more challenging. Yeah. Um, you know, post skiing, post movie, you know, she had the great fortune of being able to travel the country on speaking tours because she's an amazing public speaker. She's got a great story to tell. She's an inspiration to men and women alike. Um, and because of, you know, it, it, it was very uncomfortable for her to sit in a seat for great lengths of time. So she did use our products and it helped the, from the moment she's got on a plane till she got off, it helped, you know, shorten the distance by making her a lot more pain-free, um, you know? So yeah, so she was, she, she continues to be a user of our products. We, she's not a paid influencer. However, if we take our ambassadors, our ambassador line is individuals that have used our product and are involved with a level of athletics or entertainment. And they too are not paid other than in products when they want to use them. Truthfully, our, every single one of our ambassadors, and they, they range from NFL players to rock climbers to to, um, and like I said, singers and dancers, um, they use our products because one, the same reason Molly uses our product, it works. They love the product. It, it's helped their lives to a significant degree. Um, and so when approached on, would you be willing to be an ambassador? And what does an ambassador do? What does an ambassador mean? It's a, um, you know, it was a way for us to get our brand out there to share it with like-minded individuals, you know, active lifestyle, um, depth, you know, into not just mainstream sports, but alternative sports. Um, and the condition was, we will provide you product and you know what, and have fun with it, enjoy it and share it. Um, post it, you know, tag us on Instagram, tag us, you know, we've got our Twitter account. We haven't done anything with it yet, but so don't, don't go there. <laughs> but Instagram, you know, is a place where, you know, our ambassadors are posting, you know, on a pretty regular basis, their experiences. There was one out today, you know, mountain biker out there getting, getting his chops back because now the snow is gone and getting in shape and happy to have the products that we provide him there to help with his recovery. And, and that's really the sport line is all about recovery. Get those muscles back in shape. So, uh, you can stay in the game that you can get back out on the bike. You can get back out on the field. You can get back out on the court. You can get back out on the, on the, you know, with the ropes and the, the mount ledges. And so, um, so, 
we find that you know the ambassador program has worked extremely well for us um, because these are generally younger individuals um, who are very vocal, very active, and when something works for them, who did they share it with? Their friends. Right. If it works for their friends, it works for their friends. And so you begin to build this community of people that are not being paid in dollars and cents, but are being, you know, provided products. And so, and even, even when we launch a new product as we did, who do we go to now for testing it? Right. We love to go to our ambassadors who are excited, like to be a part of it. It's like, it's like the backstage pass, right. um, you know, of, uh, of being involved with this company when it, when, um, you know, we sponsored the U.S. Open Pickleball Championship in Naples, and there was just going to be two of us working it. Eight of us or ten of us ended up going. You know, eight of them, eight people said, "I want to be there." I, you know, and I said, "You know, I'm not, I'm not paying for anybody to fly down. I'm putting everybody up. I rented a huge house." They said, "That's okay. We just want to be a part of what this whole company is doing." And same thing with GoPro. We probably had ten, maybe even more, twelve ambassadors that came to our booth, worked it, um, then took our video team, because we have a professional video team that pretty much follows us everywhere we go, to go out skateboarding. We had semi-professional skateboarders, so we shot that. We Then they took them bouldering, and they shot that. And then they took them mountain biking, and they shot that. And for our video crew who comes from Tampa, Florida, this was all new experience for them, too. So it was a great fun. And it was all surrounding the products that we've developed to help, you know, help you guys stay, help people stay in the game. You know, the tagline for Splish as it is, Splish Naturals is everyone deserves wellness because we do believe that everyone deserves wellness. But for our sport line, our focus is your recovery. Stay in the game. Love that. Well, and you know what's so um, interesting in listening to you is how you've built this ambassador program, but you also have significant media coverage. And that is the next piece of what we um, mm -hmm. focus on in, in building brand protection, which is insider media relations, getting comfortable with the media, knowing how they work, knowing how to get them what they need. And so taking a look at the media coverage that you've gotten, which is significant, you have a bunch of coverage in the spa trade magazines and a bunch of coverage in the Denver media market. Um, mm -hmm. How does this press, this media coverage that you get help build your brand protection? You know, it's all about building a robust foundation, you know, and, and, and I want to say, I'm not going to say impenetrable, but the broader we get it, the more well, you know, the more our brand becomes recognized, the more difficult it is for anybody to penetrate what we're doing and steal, you know, either trade secrets or ideas. You know, I mean, we're very transparent. I'm not hiding anything. We don't hide our ingredients. They're on every box, every label. They're on our website. You can go dissect, reverse engineer. You know, we don't tell you how much of everything goes in. And part of that is part of our trade secrets. Um, but, you know, we've also got in, you know, part of the individuals that have part of my team, um, I've got two top marketers, you know, both of them actually came from a big company, big fortune 500 company here in Colorado, um, that left the company and came to join my team. And so it's, it's nice because sure I could write a press release, you know, it may not be. 
hundred percent of pro, you know, I may, I may, I may have trademark infractions. I may, or, you know, I may do things. Uh, so it's nice to one, have somebody that can do that, that it's a professional has the access to be able to send it out to over different PR newswires, um, share it with our local media, whether, you know, here in Colorado, the Denver post or some of our, our mountain magazine or our publications, um, you know, but it's great to be able to have, have that built in internally with us. Um, it's the same thing, you know, when we start talking about any kind of messaging, um, uh, whether it's, it's sports related, entertainment related, um, you know, how do we, how do we get attention? How do we, without, without shock and awe, um, how do we, how do we get attention that allows our products, our company to be able to stand on, on its, its own two feet, you know, um, you know, we can start with the name Splish. People remember it. You know, if you want to add naturals to it, great. But people will, are remembering the name Splish. You know, try to remember the name of other CBD companies, and it's quite a bit more challenging unless it's one that's sitting on your your bathroom countertop or you use it daily. Um, but for new people, it's 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 a very strong, memorable brand. Um, you know, tie that to the fact that, yes, we've gotten press, we've gotten Westward, we've gotten um, American Spa Magazine, we've gotten, you know, the Summit Daily up here uh, has run a couple stories on us. And, and of course, they love it, too, because it's a local company who's done well. And I think that, you know, there's a certain amount of pride being from a small community to have a business that's within that community become successful. And, and um you know, and I think I think people up here, you know, people that know us are, are proud to know us. I'm proud to be a part of what we're doing. Um, as you know, we we were a product sponsor for the Grammy Awards this year, and that was that was quite exciting. Um, and that was a that you know, writing that press release was a little bit more challenging because there were other pieces involved. You know, there was um, um, you know, our sponsorship was to recognize Joni Mitchell as Artist of the Year which is sponsored by the big nonprofit that supports the music industry, which is Music Cares. So when you write a press release for something like that, you got to make sure that you're using anything that you use that's a trade name. You, you know, you got to be very careful on how you use it because otherwise you're stepping on toes that you may not realize you're stepping on. And so, it, you know, circling back to those that I have on my team, it's great to be able to draft that be able to send it off to the PR firm that represents the Academy Awards, the Emmy Awards, and the Grammy Awards, and have them go, perfect. That's great. Uh, you know. And then, of course, we own the rights. We own the rights to brag about our participation. Um, and there were, I think, a total of 10 product companies that were chosen globally. We were the only one I know of from Colorado. Um, and, you know, very proud, you know, that there were 60 artists, celebrities, and recording industry executives that were able to receive three of our products. And um, and the probably the cool thing for us was this event took place on Friday night, recognizing Joni Mitchell as the artist of the year took place Friday night. So our products were sitting in everybody's limousine, which was actually taking everybody home because nobody parties on Friday night. They wait till see what's happening on Sunday, and then they go out, you know, because initially I thought, oh, they're not ever going to take the products out of the car. They're going to all the soirees afterwards. So, so yeah, it was very exciting to have had the opportunity to have been invited 
to be a part of this, you know, world event that that everybody knows about. So it's it's exciting, and we are extremely proud to, like I said, to be a part of it. I think that's great. And and Sarah, I'm going to in the in the essence of time here, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit and and really get into our third part of brand protection. Um, which is brand resiliency. And you've talked about the Grammys, which I think is fantastic. I would like you to talk a little bit about national pickleball championships. Um, and most recently, the GoPro Mountain Games. Tell us about your decision strategically to position Splish at these types of events, because you're really making specific decisions on where you're spending your money to build mm -hmm. your, your brand protection PR. What's the thought process behind that? So, you know, my, my cousin, uh, first cousin from my mom's side of the family is a professional pickleball player. She approached me about a year and a half ago and said, oh, my God, Matt, you should, you know, or, or not quite then, you know, probably about the same time we launched Sportland. She said, you should get involved with pickleball. We're, we're this broad age demographic. It's the fastest growing sport. And I'd love to introduce you to somebody in Chicago. And I did. And we sponsored our first pickleball event last Labor Day weekend in Chicago, the APP tournament, which had about 800 athletes. It was exciting. We had, although we could not show up in person because just a timing issue of when we committed to it, but it was our first dive into pickleball. You know, we, we had our banners on the championship courts. We were court, had courtside. We had a full article in the program and an a ad. Um, and and so it gave us a taste, you know, okay, you know, and of course I put myself in the position of either athletes or spectators who are sitting there and going, who are these guys? It's not like Head or Franklin or some of these big name brands that that are recognized, but it's like anything. If you want to be recognized and people, you want to start being known, you know, especially, you know, promoting our sport line, then you have to show up. Yeah. Good fortune, we were invited, we are again invited to be a sponsor, the exclusive wellness slash CBD sponsor for the US Open Pickleball Championship Tournament, which is the world's largest event of its kind. We're talking almost 3000 athletes playing over eight day period on 60 courts. Um, it was a phenomenal event, got great exposure. Out of that event, um, you know, we then, met with uh, the Vail Valley Foundation in um, Eagle County, um, who is very interested in having us support the GoPro games. You know, right now, you know, they would love for us to make the decision to become a uh, an official sponsor, which would be a lot of fun. We get to participate in everything. Um, and we'll, we're, we're considering it. It's, it's a high dollar decision, of course. Um, but we made these decisions because everything that we do with our sport line fits in perfectly with what every one of these athletes, yeah. you know, sport that they're participating in. Now, the second one that we've committed to is the Atlantic City Open. That's September 19th through 24th. That's uh, being sponsored actually by a group out of Charlotte, is it North Carolina? Yep, North Carolina. Yeah. You bet. Yeah. Anyway, so their 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 thing is they their goal is this is their inaugural event as it stands right now. It's the world's largest pickleball event indoors. Wow. Uh, where they're going to have probably close to 50 indoor courts. 
Um, the cool thing is, is that we are a top tier exclusive sponsor for our space. So not only do we get a nice display, um, but our products will be used exclusively in the recovery tent. So what's important wow. to us is consistency. Yes, these events do cost money, some a heck of a lot more than others. Um, yes, there's some travel dollars that you have to commit to. Yes, there are display. But if you look at these sports, you look at any sports, and if you look at what happened after COVID, where people started spending their money was outdoor sports. Skiing industry is a great example of that. And if we take a look at pickleball, which, you know, just grew almost logarithmically through COVID, you know, they're pushing somewhere in the neighborhood of five million players just in the U.S., ranging from age six to 106, um, you know, with a big chunk of them anywhere between 35 and 70. Right. You know, it's a great demographic. They, they've got aches. They've got pains. They've got money. Um, they care about their health. They care about their wellness, you know, and, and one of the things we've discovered is when you take your, your younger athletes, you know, your 20-somethings, you know, pain is, is, you know, it's a badge of honor. Right. Scars are a badge of honor. As we age, eh, it's not so much true. No, anymore. it changes big time. <laughs> I, 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 want, I want as much assistance as I can to get my knees back in working shape so I can go back out hiking again tomorrow. Um, so, but nonetheless, we look at all these types of endeavors and these sports and these sponsorships, we, we will only we will grow this significantly um, over the next probably three to five years, or uh, actually from now for the next five years, I anticipate being, you know, our goal is to be the most well-known brand in our space, you know, a wellness space, a company that incorporates a host of high quality ingredients, therapeutic ingredients that ease my aches, ease my pains, reduce, you know, swelling, reduce bruising, and, um, you know, we will do everything we can to lead and obviously protect, protect ourselves, um, you know, from anybody else that's coming up behind us, which is why we love exclusiveness. I love that. That's fantastic. And that was a great answer as to why you strategically got there. So thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much. I, we can't tell you how much we appreciate it. It's such a great example of, you know, taking, um, a, a really long-term and strategic look at where you are, who you're talking to, who your target audience is, right. and how you're communicating with them. And it's, I mean, that is kind of a masterclass in building brand protection PR. So we really, really appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. I, I enjoyed being a part of it. And, and again, thank you so much. Thanks, thank Matt. you. Thank you. Oh wow. my gosh, what a great conversation. That was fabulous. I really love that. You know, I loved how when he was talking about customer loyalty, um, how he talked about how he had to pivot when it was basically the spas and everything during COVID right. was shut down and they started looking at sports. But but in many respects, it's the same people because the people who are going in for those therapeutic massages mm -hmm. are those armchair athletes. So that made perfect sense to me on how he would continue to provide product um, and fill the need for his target audience um, as as far as how he was going to continue having them be a part of the Splish brand. That was, that was very smart. Brilliant. Well, and I particularly love the approach of 
um, having that target audience in mind. So the media coverage that they have, Splish has in spa trade magazines, because right, that's part of the business, one part of the business, but then also this incredible media coverage in sort of um, more mainstream outlets, like he mentioned the Denver Post and Westward and Summit Daily and, you know, to a much more general audience that might be interested. So it's that really wonderful two-pronged approach that um, I think leverages insider media relations really, really well. I think so too. And and always looking forward to where you're going, that that brand resiliency. How are you going to build that? He's going to those events and sponsoring those events, but also being very active within those events, whether it's pickleball or whether it's skiing or snowboarding. I mean, it's just fabulous that he's looking strategically at where he's going to put his dollars so that mm -hmm. he can build that brand resiliency so that you were right. I thought what you said was perfect. This was a masterclass in building brand protection PR. It was a great job. So we were thrilled to have Matt from Splish um, as a guest today. And we are also thrilled that you're taking the time to listen to this podcast. Um, we do it because we really enjoy all of you out there. Um, please let us know what you think. You know, you can comment, you can uh, like us, um, just let us know what types of things you want to hear because brand protection is so important. You work so hard for your businesses and we want to help you make sure that they're protected all the way through. So thanks so much. And we'll see you again in a couple of weeks. Thank you again for listening to the move the stairs podcast. You may be wondering where the phrase move the stairs comes from. It's my life's mantra and MNC's commitment to our clients. It's a nod to a defining moment in my television news career. You know, in news, you have to be first with the story, no excuses. And one night I had to get the first TV news interview with a senatorial candidate after he accepted the nomination on stage. I noticed the stairs leading off the stage were taking the candidate directly to my competitors. But what could I do? So I looked around and I noticed the stairs were on wheels. I walked over and bolted the stairs and moved them so the candidate walked off the stage right to my team first. At MNC Communications, our years in the media taught us there's always a way to move the stairs to make the best possible outcome happen for our clients.